Matthew 17, verse 1, and this is the New King James Version. Okay, thank you. Verse 1, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. So this is after six days. It's interesting. Luke talks about this experience, about the transfiguration. Mark also talks about it. And all of them say, after six days. For me, it just confirms everything that they write that is truth. And when there's scripture, confirming scripture, I hold it strongly to say that this is absolute truth, even when it seems like it doesn't seem real. This is absolute truth. So Jesus takes Peter and James. James is John's brother. John is James' brother. So two brothers and Peter go up to a high mountain. Just the four of them now. Next verse, please. Verse 2. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. So the New King James just says transfigure. That is a strange word because it's never used anywhere, right? Like, I don't think somebody who hasn't read the Bible will hear that word. It's never used anywhere. It's just a unique word. But basically, it's the revealing of who Jesus is as a spirit being. It's just a unique word. It's not something common. Nobody has been transfigured before. So you don't see it in novels. You don't see it in books. You don't see it spoken about in other religions. It's just a unique thing that Jesus Christ goes through. Jesus did so many miracles. Jesus did healings. Jesus did deliverances. Jesus raised people from the dead. But Jesus himself never went through something that was out of the ordinary. And this is one unique miracle that was all about Jesus, which is just amazing. So they behold this transformation happening the Jesus they are used to is a man. His skin is like theirs. His clothing is like theirs. And all of a sudden, you can imagine walking up the mountain, going to the highest point of that mountain. He says he led them to a high mountain. They were just following him. And then he is changing before their eyes. All of a sudden, the Jesus they know is revealing. So for me, what I see there is... As a spirit being, Jesus was shining through. His spirit man was shining through his body. So much so that even the clothing he wore, because there was nothing supernatural about the clothing he wore. Right? But even the clothing he wore was going through a transfiguration process. That is incredible. That is to show you the brilliance of Jesus, the light of Jesus. The radiant glory that he carries is so powerful that it could cause the flesh not only to shine, the flesh which is a clothing, upon the spirit man. His spirit man shone so brightly that his skin was transformed. It was so bright and even his clothing was transformed. What kind of glory is this? I mean, it just makes you so hungry to see what they saw. 
and to ponder, ponder about what is happening here. If it was you or if it was them as it is, the thing that will be going through their mind should be, wow, what is this that I'm beholding? Next verse, please. Verse 3, and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Okay. Moses and Elijah, my first question was, how did they know it was Moses and Elijah? And the way. <laughs> right? How will you, how can you just, like these people mm -hmm. were donkey years before. You only read about them. Mm -hmm. Like if my great, 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 great grandfather, great, 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 great grandmother show, so I will just automatically know that they are my great, I will know them by, you know, do you understand my point? Like how can you just mm -hmm. tell? Somebody you read about or somebody that you should know just show up and you can tell who they are just by looking at them. You couldn't figure out anybody on earth. You had to figure out people who have left the earth many, many years ago. So is that connection in the spirit that mm -hmm. they understood? There was just a knowing. So not only was Jesus Christ transfigured before their eyes, they were being transformed too. They were caught mm -hmm. up in a glory that they didn't speak about what was going on in them. Mm -hmm. They were speaking about the one who deserves all our attention, who deserves all of our worship, the one who mm -hmm. deserves all of our awe. They were speaking of him, but for them to know these two people showing up who are not even supposed to be on the face of the earth, it means that they were part of a union in God. They were caught up in the spirit realm. They couldn't fully express what was going on with them. They just mm -hmm. focused on the one. Because God was displaying his son before them. Next verse, please. Verse 4. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Okay, why? Why? Like, really, Peter, where did this distraction come from? You're beholding this glory, and the first thing you're thinking is, oh, let us make a monument. If you read through the Old Testament, making a monument was always something external to show greatness. An example was when King Saul won a battle, and he was so proud of himself because of his achievements, and he went and made a monument for himself. So instead of focusing on the glory and the beauty of everything that was going on, Peter got distracted. Oh, let's make something. Let's make a tabernacle. Let's make a building, a house. Who told you they are going to stay and live in a house on earth? Now you're going to build a tabernacle or a tent. In those days, it was... A tent was as good as a house. You're going to make that one for Jesus, one for Elijah and Moses. What kind of distraction is that? And so what took place after they asked to make that? Next verse. Verse 5. While he, he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Ah. Hear him. Hear him, right? So yes. just imagine there's this glorious 
transformation, revealing of the Son of God taking place. And instead of being caught up in that moment, even in that glorious moment, an earthly thought comes to Peter. Scripture says that while he was still speaking, you can imagine God wasn't happy about that at all. Asking Jesus and God the Father was like, I'm going to show up and shut this guy up. Don't interfere. While he was still speaking and asking Jesus, oh Lord, wouldn't it be so nice if I build a tent for you and Elijah and Moses? And while he's still pouring out those words, God comes in his glory. A shining cloud. And overshadowed them immediately. Keeping them within the moment. God shows up in the scene. You remember when he moved with the Israelites, he was a cloud by day and a fire by night. So he showed up in the vicinity and then he spoke. It wasn't Jesus speaking when this whole thing was going on. God came to the scene and had to shut Peter up. This is my beloved son with whom I am delighted. Listen to him. It was an instruction. Mm -hmm. It was a stop being distracted. And his emphasis was Listen to him. All you need to do as you see Jesus revealed in majesty, as you have the privilege to be in this moment, don't be distracted by your ideas with what you should do to make the moment different. Don't try to control things. Just receive what is being revealed to you right now. If you want to ask a question, maybe... Ask, why is Elijah and Moses here and what are they talking about, right? If that was the question, I'm sure we, we all would be better off for it. Because of what Peter asked, even though God was not happy about it at all, right now as we're talking, three churches were built on that mount. Men went ahead and built the church. It's called the Church of the Transfiguration. It is built on the Mount Tabor through the centuries. You will see first to the fifth centuries, you see people come up and say that it was Mount Tabor based on the height and the location. So it is primarily Mount Tabor. There's another thought that says it's Mount Hermon, but those are later thoughts by, I think, just two people. So it is on Mount Tabor, and right now if you go to Israel... There's this large church, it's called Three Byzantine Churches. Right now on Mount Tabor, it is one large church with three chapels. One is dedicated to Jesus, one is dedicated to Moses, and the third one is dedicated to Elijah. So this is what humans do. And anyone that goes to Israel is always so excited to go be a part of that church or those churches. Mm. And they are all decorated with whatever that represent those three people. Mm. But that was a thought that Peter had that God did not approve of. But men went ahead and built church and it's a big thing now. And mm. God wasn't pleased about that thought. All God wanted was the focus to be on his son. What he was showing them. What he was revealing to them. 
Next verse, please. Verse 6. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. Yeah. <laughs> you better. <laughs> when they heard the Lord say, this is my beloved son, hear him. Remember when the Lord spoke at the baptism of Jesus, he was just like, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. But in this place where he was revealing the true nature of his son to his people, he's like, here is him in all his glory. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you not to do, do not do it. The most important thing now is that you're listening to him. They were so scared hearing the voice of God. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. Isn't it so cool? One minute God is talking because Peter is trying to take away the moment from Jesus and create something that is very human thought inclined. Then Jesus is like, get up, you'll be fine. Don't be scared. <laughs> you know, he was warning you so that you don't derail from the truth. So that you don't lose this moment. So you don't miss out on what you're going to carry to the rest of mankind who will come and accept me. So I just like the interplay between, you know, God and then Jesus. It's so cool. Um, next verse, please. Verse 8. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. So by the time they were on the floor all scared because Peter got distracted, Elijah and Moses had left. Next verse. Verse 9. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them in. Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Okay. So, this is something that they saw. They are saying vision, different interpretations, but what they saw was not a vision. They, were, they saw it with their eyes. They were all in that moment. They weren't in the vision, in some vision. They were right there. They witnessed that. They heard that. They felt that. They reacted to that. Their physical bodies reacted. They also spoke. They interacted with what they were a part of. It wasn't just one man. It wasn't three people having a vision at the same time. It was a normal thing. Just like three people sitting together and having a meal, or three people going shopping, or three people dancing, or being at a party, or being at work. It was something that they were a part of. Physically and spiritually, it was not a vision. So when they raised their heads up, Moses and Elijah had gone. And Jesus gave them an instruction not to tell anybody. He said, after I resurrect, you can share this reality with others. Because this is what it's all about. My kingdom is embodied in me. The kingdom of God is embodied in Christ himself. You and I are all in that experience when we accept Jesus. Therefore, we will also experience the transfiguration. Just as we died in him, we will also live in him. That's what scripture says. Oh, wow. So, it is to encourage each one of us to seek this kind of glorification. And you mm -hmm. wonder, it was so important for the people of 
not just the ones, the three who were there, even the rest of the disciples and all of us, it was so important for us to hear about this encounter so we can desire it for ourselves. And then I was asking, why was it so important for Moses and Elijah to show up? Remember, we've been having these studies on Elijah. And Elijah was on Mount Sinai. Elijah encountered God on Mount Sinai, 1 Kings 19. And if you remember, Elijah, when he was going into the cave, he covered his face. And then Moses also was on Mount Sinai. Moses also encountered God on Mount Sinai, face to face. You read that in Exodus 34. So these are the things I'm saying that are common with these people. Both of them encountered God on Mount Sinai. Your Bible might say that Elijah was on Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb is the same as Mount Sinai. So these two had an encounter with God on that mountain. It's a different mountain from where Jesus Christ was transfigured, but two of them were on the same mountain, encountering God. And according to Moses' encounter, he shone so bright, being in the presence of the Lord. The glory he was beholding began to reflect on his own skin too. See, the difference between the glory that Moses was reflecting is that Moses saw God and so the brilliance of God was reflecting on his flesh, which is the garment that covers the spirit man. But Jesus Christ is light. So he was reflecting from within himself. It wasn't on the external. He is light from light. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab spirit, spirit, spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.